Welcome to The Foreign Object. I am your host, Anu H. Rizzo, alongside my co-host, Geo Pipebomb. We've got a lot to talk about this week. We're fresh off Money in the Bank, so let's get into it. All right, um, so today, uh, unfortunately, we lost a legend in the wrestling business. We lost Big Van Vader, uh, passed away today. Uh, his son broke the news through his Twitter account. Uh, yeah, I mean... Well, he actually passed away Monday night, right? Right, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But we found out But today. we found out today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Uh, Vader's been fighting heart problems. He's been fighting mm-hmm. a lot of illnesses. Um, but nonetheless, he's gone. But I think with a good uh, final stretch on the wrestling business. Because a lot of people were tweeting that they were upset about it. A lot of great stories shared. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was 63 years old, so that's pretty yeah. young. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe this will bring him a Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. It's a shame it didn't happen before he passed. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless. Yeah, man. One of the great big men of yeah. the industry. Yeah. Um, I mean, he made he made a name for himself outside of America. Before yeah, big, he was ever he was a in big WWE star in or Japan, WCW. Right. Big star in Japan. He had beaten Antonio Inoki at a time where I think only two other people had done it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was a big star. I think he paved the way for a lot of big guys in wrestling. Because before we saw either, you know, really big muscular dudes or just smaller agile dudes. Yeah. So he kind of broke that uh, barrier open. But yeah. So rest in peace to Vader. Yep. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, in other news this week, there was a Ring of Honor show that was going to be announced being taken place at Madison Square Garden. Yep. Um, arguably one of the biggest venues for professional wrestling. Uh-huh. If you make it at MSG, if, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, if you make it at MSG, you can make it anywhere. Um, and that was supposed to, as as I understand, supposed to take place the weekend of WrestleMania, which will be happening in New York, New Jersey. But WWE somehow snuck their way in and got Madison Square Garden to cancel the show with ring of honor oh is that what happened that's what happened i was thinking maybe the prices were high because i did know that um it is difficult to get yeah stuff to happen at msg right yeah and um even there was questions about if this event would be televised and i heard even that's more of a difficult process yeah and it's and if you can get it televised like an event televised that happens at msg it's pretty uh, pricey Right. So I thought maybe that would have been the reason, but no. Um. Apparently, Madison Square Garden has been. It sounds very childish, but they've been upset over the fact that recently WWE has favored the Barclays Center uh-huh. in New York to do shows. They have a long relationship, the WWE and Madison Square Garden. Uh-huh. So they went ahead and booked Ring of Honor. However, WWE always manages to get their way uh-huh. and the show was canceled the agreement between ring of honor and msg were canceled so it it probably means wrestlemania weekend there will be a um a wwe show at madison square garden otherwise it's for nothing and they just did it out of spite of ring of honor yeah Nonetheless, well, it's uh, Vince's territory. Yeah, but there's no territory. Vince of all people, <laughs> come on, Vince of all people, cross that barrier of territories and yeah. where you're allowed to go. And and he made WWE when he got it. You know this global phenomenon that was beyond territories. So for him to do that, it's kind of a cheap move to me. Um, but moving on to other companies, just today. Uh, Wednesday that we're recording this, All In has announced 
that they will be broadcasting their show. Oh, okay. That's good news. In Chicago. It is good news because they want even more people to uh, be able to see it. Historical event. So, yeah. I mean, whether it's through television, through iPay-per-view, whatever. Um, there's a lot of news going on with other companies other than WWE. Access Television, which is the American uh, station that shows New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh-huh. has reportedly signed a deal with wrestling promotion Wow Woman of Wrestling oh. to start a show on their network. Start an all-women's wrestling show on their network. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I read something that one of the original Globe producers is going to be uh, a part of it. So that will be interesting. Some more uh, more wrestling on Access. And uh, so they already have New Japan. New Japan has just announced the G1 Climax Tournament, which the tournament is stacked with stars. Well, I think we were talking about this um, when they did the announcement. I think just in general, the New Japan roster is stacked. So yeah. I think a lot of times when they do events like these, like, it's bound to be a good show. Right, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think that's really all outside of the WWE news. In WWE news, <laughs> probably the biggest WWE news story of the week, on Tuesday, mm-hmm. before SmackDown Live, Big Cass, Colin Cassidy, was released from the WWE Um, and at first the details of his release were a little up in the air. Uh, nobody really knew why it came out of nowhere. They did not wish him the best in his future endeavors, but as time has gone on, more details surfaced. Uh, just Tuesday, they, uh, said that Vince McMahon called a private meeting and personally fired Big Cass. So it's more of a firing than a release, really. But we'll say release. Um, Then later it it came out that sources are saying that he's had an attitude problem. That he uh, was acting up on a European tour. Yeah, excessive Um, drinking. Excessive drinking. And that he uh, supposedly... um, What's the word? He voiced his... his, uh, his disapproval of him losing to a second time to Daniel Bryan. And that was probably the last straw. Yeah, well, I mean, there's been rumors of him having heat backstage for right. a while. And a lot of it has been uh, him having an issue with where his story is going or whatever yeah. it was. And I think even in his first match against uh, Daniel Bryan... He had an issue with something in the match, and they changed the finish without anyone knowing. I believe something, something like know. that. And then don't uh, don't a, quote me on it, but and then in a segment on SmackDown with the little person, supposedly he went oh yeah off script. Yeah, he went so. off script and attacked further than what he was supposed to. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think definitely when it gets to that point, and it's rip, it's repetitive. In that person's actions, I think there's a line that has to be drawn or else other people in the company will start following. Right. And I think it was the right thing to do. And I think overall, I I felt like that was coming eventually because his character alone, we've seen people get released because they had nothing more for them to do. Yeah. Uh, example, Austin Aries has said that on Jericho's podcast that he was released because they really didn't have anything else for him to do. Right. So I either saw that coming, like that being the reason, or it was because of the backstage heat. So either way, it would have happened, I believe. Um, Yeah, I mean, and he hasn't had a a win under his belt since he he returned. So that's kind of weird to me also. Um, but who knows? So, yeah, he was released before SmackDown Live. Let's see what he does next, I guess. Enzo Amore uh, went on Twitter when the news broke and just tweeted, hashtag, how you doing? 
supposedly their relationship isn't the greatest right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. So, unfortunately, they won't be making bucks on the indies together. Yeah, no. Um, Enzo's not... Is he... Has he said anything about doing the indies? Yeah, I think he has a show... I've seen one show that he's going to do, oh. but I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we just don't have to talk about those two for a while. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Money in the Bank... How did you? Th- what do you think about the show? First oh man, Money in the Bank was great. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it was much better than Takeover. Um, yeah, I agree. Actually, I think Takeover had like two great matches, and the rest were decent. I on I on I honestly feel that that Takeover card could have happened on just a re- regular episode of NXT. Right. Like, I know NXT episodes are a bit shorter, so like split them into like two episodes and you would have had two really great episodes of NXT. Um, but I mean, just to talk about NXT for a little bit, the tag team match that opened the show was great. It was, I didn't know the two superstars that were, um, facing the champions. I didn't know who they were, but now I do. And they, there are some fighting guys. Yeah. They, oh yeah. Yeah. It it almost looked like there was like real beef between these yeah. two teams. But I mean that's how a lot of the NXT uh matches are. And then the Velveteen Dream and Ricochet match was really good. But I think other than those two matches, I can't say the other the rest of the cards stood out. Except for maybe the story that Shayna Baszler and Nick uh Nikki Cross, right? Yeah. Except for the story they told, um, I think it really builds character with both of those two superstars. But other than that, there was nothing really that stood out. The street fight match with Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, it was just another version of their unsanctioned match, I feel like. That, yeah. I don't know. It gets boring. It's It's amazing to me that they take Johnny Gargano that is a wrestler wrestler. Like, he's really yeah, good at wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And Tommaso Ciampa. And put them in matches where they're just beating each other. Right. Like, yeah. I think they could really do better if they just put them in an actual wrestling match. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had the one-on-one singles match in the Cruiserweight Classic, which was better than both of their TakeOver matches. Um, and I agree that TakeOver was, you know, average at best. Um I think, honestly, I'm going to say this. I'm probably going to get a lot of heat. I think Twitter overhypes how good NXT is right now. I think there was a point in NXT's time that every single takeover was great, where every single match was amazing match. But I think right now, lately, they've been lacking with that. And I think, and I think a lot of people, especially on Twitter, kind of... Uh, don't want to admit that they don't want to admit that some guys on the card just don't have their best matches at a takeover like the Alistair Black Lars Sullivan match wasn't the best no and I think um because of that like that match it can't compete with other matches that have happened on uh previous takeovers just because of the size difference I feel like and even their actual different styles yeah so I didn't really expect something great out of that match. It was better than I did expect, though. Um, I think Lars Sullivan proved himself to be better than what I had pictured him to be. But I agree with you that Twitter does almost paint this picture as if NXT is perfect. Right. When, I mean, it is better, a lot better than the actual main roster's product. Right. But there's, I think the, I think the difference between the viewers, like they're catering to, the main roster is catering to casual fans. Right. And NXT is catering to the, to the actual diehard marks that have watched previous indies and um know the superstars from their previous work and whatever but i think that's the difference between the two and 
you, I don't know, like you just kind of have to pick what you prefer and don't compare them. Right. And but I still do believe that a lot of the superstars that are on NXT, they need they need some work. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh back to Money in the Bank, I think that show was really good. Yeah. Exceeded my expectations. Yeah, and uh this was I think maybe the first pay-per-view where they added that extra hour. Um, and it wasn't that bad. No, not at all. Um, it, it didn't drag out too much. I think it's because there wasn't that many pointless matches. That's true. That's it was true. maybe two. Yeah. Matches that didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, what helped it a lot was there wasn't that raw tag team title match that I thought was going to be. I thought the B team and Hardy and, um, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt were right. supposed to have a tag team title match that night. Yeah. But it didn't, and saved some time. Yeah, because if that match would have happened, and they maybe, if they just had one more match, then it would have felt like, oh, this is too much. Yeah. So, um, what would that show start with? Uh, on the pre-show, the Bludgeon Brothers uh successfully defended their titles against the Good Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch that. And neither did I. I tried catching it, but then I got distracted. Um, but then the actual show started with Daniel Bryan. And Big Cass and Daniel Bryan won. Yes. Again. Um, See, so yeah, Big Cass. Then they went on to Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn, which I thought was weird that they would put two, both those matches like right after each other. Yeah, uh, we both made a joke saying why they put both the bathroom breaks back to back to start the show. Yeah, really weird to me. Bobby Lashley won. Um, I don't think anybody saw otherwise coming, like expected otherwise. Uh, and then Seth Rollins. Uh, defended his championship against Elias, and re- he retained. Mm-hmm. It was an okay match. Yep. I think definitely the the show went in, like, the order of least to greatest. Uh, yeah. Not in, like, um, how the actual matches went, but in what the matches were, I guess, to say. Like, if that made any sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Um, well, going on, we had the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, which Alexa Bliss won. I thought it was amazing. I thought the match was great. Yeah, it that was... match was... I'm going to say now that the women um, killed it the whole night. Yeah. They definitely stood out more than anything else. Yeah, this one was way better than the first and second women's Money in the Bank match. Um. And I liked the finish. I liked Alexa Bliss getting it. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I liked it. I yeah. It. And um, she, that was my uh, prediction, actually. Yeah, that was. I was really hoping that Natty would win it, and they teased it a couple times. They did. They teased and, Natty getting it, and Naomi, and a little Becky Lynch. Yeah. And, but then it, watching Alexa Bliss get it, it started to all come, like, it all started to make sense. Right. So, I don't know. The match was really good. Yeah. A lot of crazy spots. Like, um, when Ember did the springboard uh, crossbody onto, onto Sasha, and Sasha landed, like, back first, almost her head on the ladder. Uh-huh. That was crazy. Um, when uh, Natalia, like, ran over Naomi while Naomi was on the ladder, that was great. Yeah. A lot of good spots. Um, who was it that got slammed onto the ladder? Um, I think Sasha Banks got slammed on the ladder. No, uh, Lana took a back bump on the ladder. Did she? Yeah, I believe Lana so. was pretty good in yeah, this match. Yeah, Lana was... Like, she proved that she could hang with, with the rest of the girls. Yeah, especially because Charlotte was in there. You know, not, Natalia was in there. It yeah. Was pretty good. Um, I was really hoping for uh, Charlotte to jump off the ladder at yeah, some point, but... but. I mean, I can't complain. There was a lot of good things happening in this match. Yeah. Um, moving on, Roman Reigns defeated Jinder Mahal mm-hmm. in an okay match. Um, but don't ask the Chicago crowd how it was. No, yeah. they. <laughs> I think they didn't even give it a chance. No, they um, didn't. This was the only time in the night that they were chanting CM Punk. Yeah. And random things that were pretty much planned because I later saw a tweet that said during... Um, Roman and Jinder's match 
let's all start these chants. And it was yeah. a list of chants mm-hmm. to start. And they're so stupid. And it like, went exactly in order of that yeah. list. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, this was way before the match even started that yeah, it was planned. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it's pretty dumb. I think the fans need to get over it. I tweeted they need to get over CM Punk. He doesn't care about you guys. Right. So. Some people were mad, and I get I got some replies. Right, yeah. And I mean, it is what it is. It's like not even five minutes in the match, and they were already they didn't care about it. Yeah, and it was crazy to me because the past two weeks Roman was finally getting the crowd behind him. Mm-hmm. And Chicago ruined it because I think he lost it again on Raw. Yeah, on Raw night. it was it was so Chicago. It wasn't as bad. It was, but. There was it went back to those mixed reactions. Yeah. Um I mean Charles Robinson tweeted about it, the referee, like have some respect, give it a chance. Yeah. Like really the only reason it, it all stems from when CM Punk said that Vince McMahon was shoving Roman Reigns down everybody's throat. And at this point, um I saw a tweet that said it was been it's been tw- two years since Roman Reigns has been world champion. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um Carmella was able to retain her title against Oscar with the help of a returning James Ellsworth. This was a big <laughs> surprise. It was. It was. It oh, was. Um, it was quite the treat because the ma- the match was actually going really well. Yeah. Also, and then on hops on what like, what do you say? Like, what is that? Like. It was like the robe that Asuka wears and her yeah, mask. Yeah, what is that like, character called? Is it? I don't, I don't think there's a name, but I'd like for there to be. Yeah, that would be interesting yeah. to, th- for that to become part of the story. Yeah, give because, it like a mystical, mystical background. To yeah, like because why she, she was so it. shocked. Like, yeah. And I feel like that there's something deeper to the reason to why she was shocked. Right. It was almost like she was looking at it like... It, it, like it came to life. Yeah, it it it's almost like the um I think the closest thing I could go, compare it to is like when Undertaker sees his brother Kane. Like I thought you yeah, were dead. Yeah. Kind of situation. Um, there's been other stories like that as well that I can't think of. I right mean, now. when Kane saw Kane. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I feel like they could get deeper into that. It was a big shock. Yep. I think it doesn't drop um Oscar at all. Neither do I. Um but but I think if anything sucks. it it makes the feud a bit stronger. Right. It makes it more interesting to right. to actually um want more to happen out of it. Right. It's surprising that James Elter would turn too because it hasn't been that long since they released him. No, yeah, I think so. they they realized that this is the only way to not the only way, but that would be the best way to have done that. Like, yeah, there. I think there's no other way of Carmella winning and the fans still being glad about it, right? Or, or not being mad about it, right? Like, yeah. So yeah. Um, moving on, AJ Styles retained the championship against Shinsuke Nakamura last man standing match. Mm-hmm. Um, it was their best match in WWE. I'm yeah. glad the feud is over, though. Surprised that Shinsuke didn't get the title. I thought they were going to take it all the way to SummerSlam. You know, maybe... It, what I thought was Shinsuke was going to win it, exempt him from defending at Extreme Rules, and then SummerSlam. He, yeah. He defended. Um, it was their best match, um, but it didn't tell the best story. Yeah. I feel like Shinsuke should have won this one. Because after this, you look at it like, where does Shinsuke go from here? Right. How could he chase someone else in a rivalry um, after he just lost um, a main title opportunity? Right. But they kind of explained that on SmackDown. Uh, but before I get too, too ahead of myself, uh, I don't know. Like, we leave this feud... I leave this feud kind of unsatisfied. Yeah. And I hope they revive it later in the future and do it all the right way. Right. Yeah, because AJ doesn't really go anywhere different than where he was at the beginning of the feud. Shinsuke kind of comes out of it 
at the bottom of the, you know the stick at the end of the stick. The only thing we gained was a heel Shinsuke right. out of this. Yeah, but um, I mean, when we talk about SmackDown, I think we'll get more into right. his destination from here. Yeah. All right. So then we had the women's, uh, the Raw Women's Championship match. Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. <laughs> First, let's just talk about their match. Just their match. I thought it was great. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it was my favorite match of the card. Yeah. Um, that and the women's Money in the Bank match might have been my... F- like Between those two, I'm not sure which one of those two, but they were at the top of my list for the best match. Um no, yeah, this was an amazing match. I think this was the one that proved okay, Ronda Rousey could go. Ronda like Rousey last could go. time, yeah, she was in the ring with um, there, Stephanie McMahon, yeah, which isn't a traditional like wrestler. She's yeah. she's wrestled before, but she's not a wrestler, and yeah. she got into it with Triple H in that match also, which. It's difficult to judge based on that because um, one's a man and one's a woman. Right. And there, it kind of is what it is. And there's a bias where you can go ahead and say, and a lot of fans are saying, well, Triple H and Kurt Angle really carried that match. Yeah. So once that's eliminated and it's yeah, just Ronda exactly. Rousey it's versus a an actual match. wrestler, it's a one-on-one match. And she proved herself amazingly. Like, Yeah. I mean, the like there was... Those may be like two things that maybe were off. Like the yeah. judo, uh, the judo throw. throw was off a bit. I think right. she's capable of maybe tossing someone that's like of Nia Jack's size. Yeah. But I think someone that, um, or just anyone in wrestling in general, I think that's a bump that's difficult to take if you've never taken a judo. Throw. Right. And also, like I was saying during the match, it's great that she uses it because it's like, oh, it's a legitimate thing. Yeah. But this is professional wrestling. It's not aesthetically pleasing to see her throw someone like that. Yeah. You know? That as well. And then I think when she fell out of the ring, I don't know if that was intentional. Oh, yeah. yeah or yeah. if she just isn't um, aware of where she awareness. is. In, yeah, yeah, ring yeah. awareness. So I don't know if, if that one thing really counts because who knows maybe it was intentional right yeah, yeah to make it look like she's she, out of it yeah, yeah she's out of it or to make it prove that story-wise that she doesn't have experience of right. being in a ring right so yeah um uh, what else i feel like i had more to talk about this match. she took really gnarly bumps oh like, yeah there's a power bomb bump there's where a power bomb she bump definitely where... could have knocked been knocked out yeah if she would have let her head hit the ring yeah and man when she punches also i feel like i don't think she holds back yeah. <laughs> she punches like anyone. yeah i have i have that fear also that she does let him loose and yeah yeah uh maybe um, she I don't know. I think when you're of someone, like, when you're someone that actually fought, I think you can't, I feel like when you're in that zone and you're throwing those punches, right. you can't um, force yourself to fake them almost or, like, right. make them hit but not do damage. Right. Or maybe she's just so fast and so good with her throwing yeah. punches that she can go well, fast and like just barely exactly. miss like just right before pull back still make it look like it well yeah that's but... the same thing with uh big show and floyd mayweather uh floyd actually or right, i mean yeah big show said that he's so fast that a lot of the hits didn't like do damage like they did it right. because he pulled at the right time right. except for when he did break the nose yeah which was something that was planned right because he yeah, told yeah, him yeah. to break his nose yeah so um Maybe that's what it is. She's so yeah, fast man. that we can't catch that she's missing. Yeah. Maybe we'll need to slow the footage down and <laughs> still not be able to tell. That's how fast she is. No, but she was great. I think she proved herself. Uh, WWE superstar. Um, and the chemistry they had. Yeah. That's what I wanted that, to mention. That was really surprising. Um, Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey's chemistry was really good. And I think I'd like to see them have more matches in the future. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, we know this match didn't come to an end the way anybody expected. Mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey's the winner by disqualification, but that's just because 
Alexa Bliss, an hour after winning her Money in the Bank briefcase, came in, attacked the both of them with the briefcase brutally. She was hitting them really hard with that briefcase. Yeah. And I, I saw some tweet, oh, that briefcase can't hurt that much. No, yeah, it's a metal briefcase. That's a metal briefcase. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no way it's not hurting yeah, that definitely. much. Yeah, um, definitely. She was giving it to both of them with that briefcase. Yeah. Um, and then she went on to cash it in, and she won the Women's Championship. And I'm, I was pretty happy about that. I like that they, they had it that night instead of having her hold off on it. No, yeah, because it was the perfect opportunity. Yeah. There's really no other... No other... Like, it'd have to wait a really long time to have yeah, gotten yeah. cashed in to find that perfect opportunity again. Right. So, yeah. It was great. Um, and, and like I said, I think right as that happened... I might have tweeted that uh, the women's division, the stories that are going on, mm-hmm. both on Raw and SmackDown, it's really um, outshining Oh yeah, the rest of the roster. Yeah, for sure. Like, they have the most interesting... They Those stories are um, pulling me in more than the rest of the roster. Right. Um, and moving on from that, I mean, great cash-in probably one of the greatest cash-ins in my opinion but moving on from that was the men's money the bank ladder match braun Strowman won it and who who would have who would have guessed man <laughs> yeah a lot of people were mad yeah i don't understand because they i guess their look their perspective of it is that braun doesn't need a briefcase to right. like get that opportunity but then again when i feel like my perspective is when i'm watching it or from, if I was someone that's fresh to watching wrestling, mm-hmm. and I'm not so much in the know of like what's happening backstage, and right. like there's a creative side to it or whatever, my first um, prediction would just be Braun off right. the back. Like yeah, he's, he's bigger than guy. everyone. He's huge. Right. Like there's no- nothing else to say. Yeah, it's a logical yeah way to so, go about it. I think. I think a lot of times when I do watch, I think of that perspective before anything. Right. So, right off the bat, I was like, yeah, I mean, I can't be mad at Braun winning. Right. And the rest of the match was pretty good. It was great. Yeah, it was. There was great spots. Yeah, there was a lot of great spots. The big (laughs) one was Kevin Owens being thrown 20 feet off the ladder through tables. Crazy. That man's insane. Yeah, he's not... He's not an average Joe. No, Schmo. he's not at all. Um, there's the one where I don't know, maybe it was Finn and and Bobby Roode holding the ladder, and Braun comes running down the ramp and just busts through. The oh ladder. yeah, 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 Crazy. man. Yeah, there was some moments that, like, if we do another OMG moments DVD, it would just all be from this match. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe <laughs> was, maybe it was Braun climbing up the ladder and Kofi like springboard off the ropes and just. Hung on to his neck. Yeah. I thought that would have been an interesting way for uh, Kofi to have won. Oh, if yeah, If he just yeah, climbs yeah. up Braun and just yeah. unhooks it. And, and it would be a smart way of, well, Braun lost because how do you defend from someone climbing on top yeah, of you? Yeah, exactly. But um, then he just, the way he threw him off of, like. Oh, yeah. It oh, almost felt like I'm watching, like, a King Kong movie and there's, like, a little airplane next to him and he yeah. just kind of flicks it off and throws it I off. I mean, I know. tweeted after the match, Braun Strowman is literally Thanos. Yeah. He's, there's, it's insane. Well, I've said before, like, he's almost like this monster that the more you attack him, the more power yeah. he gets. Yeah, because they buried him under all the ladders. Yeah. And it didn't work. And that was he a great spot, up. too, where Finn goes to grab a ladder and he's walking away and for yeah. some reason he can't move he the can't ladder move anymore. anymore. It's because Braun gets, grabbed it. Oh, man. So good. Um, and kind of going back to where you said, like, people saying that Braun didn't need it. I don't think any of these guys needed it. No. Really, because no, Finn Balor's former Universal title your champion, I don't care what anyone says of where he is right now, mm-hmm. they could easily put him back into the title picture with that story. Same thing with Kevin Owens. Um, you know, everybody else is kind of up there. We know they're going to, maybe except for Kofi, we know they're going to get to the world title. Yeah. So nobody really needed it. So I don't understand why everyone's complaining, but yeah, it was a great match. Great pay-per-view. Yeah. 
and and I think uh, like you said, nobody needed it, and I think this match had a lot of people that um, no matter who won, I think you can't be mad at it. Yeah, except for maybe Bobby Roode. Yeah, <laughs> but, but that's just a personal bias. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, man. Moving on to Monday Night Raw. How'd you feel about Monday Night Raw overall? Um, I like the. I want to say I like the first hour of Raw. Yeah. And then kind of after that, That's it what went a lot of downhill. I didn't care for it too much, to be honest. Right. And we'll just get into the opening segment. Right. Which, which I loved. Yeah. I mean, you came expressing that to me right when it happened. Yeah. You were like, oh, that opening segment was like the best opening segment yeah. in how long? <laughs> I was like, okay, this must be good. So, um, it opened with... It was, I believe it was a presentation of the title to Alexa Bliss, which was like, it wasn't all that festive yeah. as it should have been. It yeah. was, it was, it was quite weird, but, um, it proves how much that the women's division is in the front right now to open right. with something like that. And, um, I mean, they kind of have no other choice because there's no main title yeah. to be shown to right. open or whatever. Um so they open with that Alexa Bliss is running her mouth. Uh Ronda Rousey comes out and just Ronda Rousey's running wild and confronts her and she just beats everybody up. Yeah, did you just predict Ronda Rousey's new gimmick that she's going to steal? No, Velveteen did that oh, already. Okay. <laughs> so, um I personally I, it makes sense to me that she would come out and be this hothead and beat everyone up and yeah. feel like she has some type of authority when she doesn't because she's from a whole completely different industry and they're still trying to tell that story, which I hope is over pretty soon because I feel like it's not about her past now. It's about her future. Right. So... And the whole getting her suspended thing kind of go, goes against um, the whole, like, full-timer type thing. Because, you know, like, right. maybe she'll still be showing up or whatever. But who knows uh, how it's going to work out. Yeah. You said you had another uh, outcome of it. Or you said she'll probably show up. Yeah, she'll probably show up in, like, a couple weeks and, like... Beat everyone up. Beat again. everyone up again. Get like I'm not leaving until I get this or get this or, and then maybe Stephanie will be back. Oh, you, well, you're not getting the title picture. We'll have you in a match at at this. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I feel like the suspension is a way to kind of cover up that they are. She is still in the training process. Yeah, that's also what I was thinking. Um, her signing was such a shotgun move. Her signing to her first match to her second match, she's still gonna be. You know. A little um, rusty, or not rusty, but a little, um, what's the word? Inexperienced. Inexperienced in some way. So they could use it as a way to just keep her training moving uninterrupted. Because if she's showing up every Monday, yeah, that's a day you lose training yeah. her. And um, then there's a day of travel, I'm pretty and sure. And there's a day of travel, and a couple days of travel probably. So yeah, um that's what I get out of it though. I thought it was great. Yeah, it makes sense. Um and I believe also on the topic of her contract and whatnot. You said it was a one year deal, right? Yeah, that Rick was... Flair had mentioned somewhere, I believe maybe on Jerry Lawler's podcast, that it's only a one year deal that she has at the moment. Yeah, I think that makes sense because um you don't want to sign a deal and you know she was kind of a hit hit or miss yeah and you don't want to sign a long deal and it's not a hit like right well it's almost like back in the day during the uh, monday night wars wcw was handing out guaranteed contracts left and right first guaranteed contract wwe gives out is to mark Mero. who the hell's mark Mero now <laughs> you know so yeah. they're just playing a safe probably i'm hoping they'll sign yeah. her you know renegotiating Keep her around for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Um, to move on from there, we have Seth versus Dolph, which is uh, 
quite a surprise. They have yeah. a tag uh, a tag team. They have an IC title match um, on Raw, still being defended. Still being defended. Which um, I loved, and I had asked you, I believe last week or maybe the week before, if you think um, if that would bring the IC titles uh, meaning, like if it would mean more to keep defending it on Raw, and how you feel if uh, if it would have changed hands on Raw. Right. And we thought positive things about that. Right. And now I'm kind of now, yeah. Happen. Now it's a complete negative. I, yeah, <laughs> I definitely do like the fact that it was changed on a episode of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, because I mean, the more opportunities you're giving to people, the more like cha- yeah, are. more likely you are to lose the title. But um, I think it was just way too soon for that to happen because now we're most likely going to be back to that defending the title. Once a month on a pay per view, right? With yeah. Dolph Ziggler, I can't imagine him defending every week, right? Um, the match wasn't terrible. I didn't like the outcome though. I felt like I was taken back to 2014. Um, my great new Twitter friend, Anita Smith, <laughs> Miss Anita Smith. Shout out to Anita. Shout Smith. out to Anita Smith. Was also not happy about it. So, so you know, it's it wasn't a good idea. No, um, I think if anything, it kind of legitimizes Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre's uh, whole trash talking that they've been doing and right. saying how they're gonna bring a change to the to the company and whatnot. I think that's all it really does. Um, I think they could have done that maybe a different way. Yeah. Maybe put them in the tag title division, but right, or maybe they'll just go full out um, Shawn Michaels and Diesel, where Shawn Michaels held the IC title while they held the tag titles. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that. I think... Well, Dolph Ziggler probably is. I think Dolph is... I don't know, man. He's he's in a weird position where you kind of look at him as a veteran. Because he's been with the company so long. Right. But he hasn't evolved. Right, yeah. Yeah, almost... Unlike, unlike The Miz. The Miz has evolved so much since when he first debuted. Right. And you're just not getting that from Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. And you just for, kind of forget about him. But I mean, um, Seth did, uh, um, what's the word? Invoke. Invoke. The rematch. His rematch clause. For, for next week, next Monday. Oh, next week. Okay. Next Monday. Uh, yeah. So it'd be interesting if the title is just juggled around it would be interesting if he retains it because or if he um wins it again because then it it kind of opens up like he can say well of course i'm a defending champion that doesn't mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lose it once but i'll always have i'll always get it back you know yeah where yeah if you lose it but if you get it back you know it's not as bad as you just lose it and then everything you just said was you know kind of ruined yeah but um so moving on from there braun Strowman. Came out to uh, kind of rub in everybody's face that he's the Mr. Monster in the Bank. Monster in the Bank. Which I enjoyed because he also came out and said, uh, as soon as Brock shows his face, <laughs> he's <laughs> cashing it in. Which I love. Uh, they, he just, it's not a surprise yeah. that what he wants to do. Of course, yeah. He's not um, going to beat around the bush. So yeah, Kevin Owens came out and tried to make uh, a friendship. Right. As almost like friends does. with benefits. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Um, something like that. But when Kevin Owens does that, it's kind of different. So, yeah. Um, it's more Canadian. So, yeah. Uh, and we also kind of find out that Sami Zayn won't be around. Yeah, for... yeah. He mentioned that he's injured. Yeah. Um, that he doesn't even know when he'll see him again. Right. Which is surprising because I thought Kevin Owens would be dead after Money in the Bank, but... It, it's Sami Zayn. Maybe instead. he stole Sami Zayn's essence, and yeah, and there's some mystical shit going on. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I I knew right off the bat. I kind of feel like Braun and Kevin Owens might go into a feud, maybe of some sort, which might be interesting. Maybe, like I said um, before, I'd be interested in seeing Kevin Owens attempting a pop up power bomb. Right, yeah. On Kevin, I mean, on uh, Braun Strowman. It's almost like, you know, 
Braun Strowman is a bull and Kevin Owens is the red cape always waving in front of him and he's always ready to charge yeah. at Kevin Owens. Yeah, and you don't want Braun Strowman. Yeah, no, you don't want Braun Strowman coming your way because yeah. that's a scary sight. Um, So from there, the B team. Yeah, oh, that was an amazing say. segment. Oh, yeah, that's such segment, a great segment. Man, I, and I feel like, well, first of all, it's, they... um. Let's explain what happened. They show up on the screen imitating Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Which was, like, perfect. It was, like, the perfect comedy bit. Because it's not embarrassing. Right. Like, Brizongo would be. Yeah. With their fashion file stuff. It And it's, it's weird because the B team is still this comedic team like those other teams. Right. But they're doing it in such a different way. Like, yeah. they're not devaluing themselves. Right. Because they have yet to lose a match. Yeah. Yeah, they're undefeated. And at the same time, it it's like, we all know that Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy's characters are ridiculous. And they, yeah. In, in any other industry, that would be so stupid and laughed yeah. upon. But we're taking them seriously. We take them so reason. seriously. And then it's the B team stepping in and... And making a mockery them, out of yeah. it, that it kind of brings us back and like, that's true, it is kind of weird that they, that they are like that, you know? Yeah, and Bo Dallas could have had me fooled. Oh, Bo Dallas is a brilliant Bray Wyatt. <laughs> it's almost like they're brothers or yeah. something. He knows him so well that he got the yeah. voice down. No, yeah, it was hilarious. Michael Cole couldn't ha- hold it. Oh, like, man, no. Even Bray, yeah. they cut to Bray for a second. And Bray just has this <laughs> smirk on his face that's like, damn you. Like, yeah, you I just mean, broke it. Like, you broke my character. You made me break character, yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, finally, like, since both of them debuted separately on the main roster, everyone's like, oh, we want to see Bray and Bo interact yeah. or have some sort of Bo being in the Wyatt family. I think this was the closest we'll get to that. <laughs> and it was amazing. Totally worth it. Yeah. Which is great. And then just the things he was saying, like, they were just out of, yeah, like, it was, they yeah. don't make sense. <laughs> but it was perfect. Yeah, um, and I think it it shows that Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas can actually go somewhere. Yeah. With, I kind of feel like it's almost, they're doing something kind of like the New Day, where they're, the company's letting them have fun with it. Right. But they're taking this opportunity and, like, making sure they don't screw it up. Because they've been... In places in the company that are so low, like right from being on superstars, who knows if they still show that? Yeah, like, yeah. So I mean, it's interesting. I really like where they're going. They've been in the lowest of the low, but at least they were never on two hundred five live. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't be if they. If no, they, they couldn't be. Uh, that's yeah. true. That's true. So um, I mean, that's really all I have to say about that whole tag team night, I guess, except for Bailey and Sasha Banks. Bailey and Sasha Banks. They're uh, um, the Mega Powers imploded. <laughs> yeah, they're reviving that feud. They almost teased that they were gonna abandon it, you know, and that they were gonna um, be make again. amends and be friends again. Yeah, and they just went out the window. Yeah, I mean, and they've been. I think that's cool because they've been building it for so long that they were yeah. gonna revive the feud. For them to have been like, oh, you know what? Let's put that all behind us. Right. And then, like, 20 minutes later, it's back to hating each other. So, I mean, uh, I think it'd be interesting because I feel, I don't know, you tell me how you feel about this, but I feel like Bailey kind of showed an aggression that she's never really showed. And it'd be interesting if that results in her becoming the heel role and Sasha being a face. Um, I I really want I I really want to see this rivalry be that Bailey is the heel because we've seen yeah. it the other way around already. Um, and I think Bailey is a great wrestler, but I think her character has been lacking recently, and I yeah. think a heel turn is exactly what she needs. Um, to kind of revamp her as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. I think Sasha Banks works as a heel and a face. She acts the same way either way. Yeah. So it doesn't matter there but bailey needs to be the heel in it and i think they they showed a little bit of it um with her throwing the water bottle yeah at the back and she initiated the fight that's true so yeah um so yeah hopefully we get a heel bailey yeah it um 
I would say that I will be surprised if they do go that route, even though that's the route I want to go. Right. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Um, Kurt Angle was supposed to announce Brock Lesnar's uh, next opponent, which I'm not sure if they had an opponent in line for him already, or right. if he was going to just announce that they were going to have matches to figure out who it was. Because he sure did come out pretty confident knowing who it was. And yeah, then, yeah and that's then, what they made it seem like. So maybe we'll find out next week like if Stephanie calls Corbin and is like, yo, what the hell, he was supposed to pick somebody? Or he was supposed to know already? <laughs> right. You know, kind of seemed like on the spot he kind of decided like, oh, I'm going to do Let's do this instead. Yeah, because of um, Roman Reigns and uh, Bobby Lashley, which... I feel like the way they did that is almost a direct from Vince McMahon, from the writers, from production to the fans that are like, you guys are shoving him down his throat. Because as, as soon as he says, Brock Lesnar's opponent, damn it, damn it. Like, I think it was a direct jab at the fans, and I think it was great that yeah. they did it like, like this that. is what shoving down the yeah, throat looks like. Yeah, this is what it looks like. If you guys think we're going to shove him down your throat, yeah. this is what it is. Um, to be honest, I'd rather see uh, Roman Reigns than Bobby Lashley face Brock oh, Lesnar. Yeah. Um, I I don't really know the reason why they would bring Bobby Lashley back. Back? Did I say black? That's racist. Yeah, that's a little racist. My bad. Come on, come on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't know what, what their intentions were on bringing him uh, other than facing Brock Lesnar because right. of their size. Right. I mean, I can't say that he's an incredible wrestler. He has an immense amount of strength. Which, by the way, before he returned to the WWE, by what Impact fans were saying, you would think he's a great wrestler now. Were they, like, bigging him up? They are like, oh, Robbie Lashley's so good now. Well, I mean, maybe Vince just looks at tweets and was like, oh, fuck it, let's sign him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how he signs people. Like, yeah. oh, he's good? Well, let's get him. Yeah, maybe. no, um, because other than that, I can't see Bobby Lashley being in a feud with anyone really. yeah well i mean we saw it with sammy it wasn't good at all yeah it was just something thrown together right um maybe they just need maybe to bring the donald brock, back maybe brock and i mean not brock uh maybe bobby lashley and roman would be good maybe but, they teased it a little in yeah. what he was saying and then there what happened during their match later on yeah but i mean i don't know i really don't Honestly, they've made it to the point where I don't care what the main title picture looks like because it's not around right now. Right. So, who knows? Um, we don't even know who's going to be in the matches for the number one contender right. match thing that's going to Except go for on. them too. Ex- yeah, except for them too. Yeah. And we do know it's going to be at Extreme Rules. Right. So, we won't be seeing the title. Until SummerSlam. Until SummerSlam, yeah. Um, Braun and Finn and... Uh, well, first off, Finn approaches um, Kurt Angle backstage with Constable Corbin and uh, says he'll do anything to be in that match, the number one contender match thing. And um, I don't really remember what happened. What happened? <laughs> he said that, and then Constable Corbin was like, you're lucky I wasn't around when you won the Universal title because then you wouldn't be around, and it didn't make sense at all. And then Kevin Owens showed up, and then Braun Strowman showed up, yeah. and he was like, I'm here to help my buddy Finn. I like that. I like the They're, they're kind of, of buddies. Yeah, <laughs> I like that pairing of them, too. And then, so they have a match. Uh, one thing I will say was, I do like that Corbin kept his like business attire in ring. Okay, I don't like that, and it's no. because um, as soon as I saw that, and with him being bald now, I realized what exactly his character is. What? He's just corporate Kane. Yeah, but I mean a better version. Oh, one, one that can on. actually um, move around and stuff. In wow. The um, no, but also, man, people have been complaining for so long that he's boring. He just looks boring. He doesn't wrestle. He's not a good wrestler and all this crap. And I feel like they're finally doing something about it. They made him change his look, or maybe it was his decision to change his look and um, maybe do a whole different story. Um, I mean, he looks, you know, just like Aleister Black, but, you know, bigger. No, But people like Aleister Black's look. Why don't they like Corbin's look? I wouldn't say that 
they're very I wouldn't say they're similar looks. Um I feel like Alistair's um character is a bit darker. Well not the character, just the look of them. Or even his look. It seems to be more of a uh guy that uh wouldn't show up to church very often. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and we all know Corbin is a I mean all right, a so frequent church goer. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right, Alistair seems more of someone that uh, would be um, like of the gangrel community. (laughs) He'd be a big brood fan, you know? He's the gangrel type. (laughs) And and then Corbin's more of the, um, uh, I don't know, like American taker (laughs) kind of vibe that's what or even the dean ambrose oh, like you could compare him more to like dean ambrose oh. or someone like that you know it's more of a spiritual thing <laughs> <laughs> um but no I, I i enjoy what they're doing with corbin um the match was um the match was all right i guess um and uh that's all i have to really say about that yeah corbin beat finn yeah that's interesting um, which he might be like, oh, you know what? I was the one that got the pin in the match, put me in the shit. Or he might just skip Kurt Angle and tell Stephanie. Right, that. yeah. So. Um, but the, yeah, that was the main event of Raw. SmackDown Live. It's quite interesting. Um, starts with, uh, Page, Page, yeah. Page yeah. Backstage talking about, um, how great SmackDown was. I mean, how great uh, Money Money in the Bank Bank was. And uh, she announces that there would be a gauntlet match later in the night, which I'm not a big fan of gauntlet matches. Um, Carmella comes out to open the show. And, um, man, isn't it crazy that Carmella is at the top of the game right now? Yep. And, uh, you know, she used to be with these... Two dudes, these two Italians, Enzo Italian and Italian and she outgrew them. And yeah, now they are nowhere to be found. Right, but she's quite at the interesting. Top. I read somewhere that she had originally been brought into the company to be Enzo's hairdresser. Yeah, in storyline in NXT. Oh, so that's a storyline. Yeah, that's a storyline. Oh, okay. um, Never mind. She's her his hairdresser. I'm not a smart. And then somehow became the manager. Um, yeah, it's that's interesting. Uh, how far she's come. Um, the fake Oscar that came out, I knew that was Ellsworth. Yeah. You could see there was no charisma there. Yeah, there's no, uh, he had no rhythm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, I'm glad that they're keeping this Oscar feud alive between them two. Right. Um, because she did lose her match at Mania for the title. She lost the match on Sunday for the title, so... A lot of people would look at that and be like, oh, she's on her way down. But no, I think there's something bigger behind what's going on. So, yeah. Um, moving on from there. Um, let's talk about Jeff Hardy's little uh, segment thing. Is that like, um, forgive me for being ignorant. <laughs> Is that like part of the Woken character type thing? Um, at first, I thought that's where they were going, where they are headed, but no, uh, he's been doing the face paint for a long time. And it's, but for a long time, it kind of, was yeah, um, well, I don't know if maybe he did that in TNA when he was doing the face paint before the Woken, uh-huh. um, but it's not a part of the Woken, uh, oh, okay. broken gimmick at all, but uh, a lot of people were excited that he brought back the face paint. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in this uh, feud between Shinsuke, and like I said before... I didn't know where they were going with this because I can't imagine Shinsuke chasing a feud with someone else after he failed at the previous one. But instead, they brought from what happened last week and they had Jeff Hardy chasing the feud with Shinsuke. Right. So, and um, two uh, great superstars. So, this should be good, I feel like. Uh, you have nothing to say about that? I mean... Segment was cool. <laughs> I'm not the most excited to see uh, that feud, but hopefully, if it ha- or it'll happen, but hopefully, when it happens, um, maybe this will be 
um, where Shinsuke bounces back and gets that mid card title and holds it and you know moves up from there. Yeah, could be interesting. Uh, Sanity finally makes their debut. Yeah, which after like months. Which, um, if you would have asked me, um, before the shakeup, how I felt about Sanity, I'd be like, I don't care. They're a bunch of old dudes. Whoa, whoa, it took whoa, whoa, whoa. To make Only it. Eric Young is old. To only get somewhere. Um, but, um, having, um, the Bludgeon Brothers on the card and having them, I mean, not on the card, on the roster and, uh, them holding the titles, the tag titles on SmackDown, I feel like Sanity is that team that they could finally uh, uh, get rid of those titles off of them. Because right. they've built they've built Blungeon Brothers to be this like force to be reckoned with. And right. like nobody could really beat them. Um so and sanity, you know we know how sanity does their their dirty work. Um so yeah. And we got a little glimpse of it with the Usos. They yeah. just took the Usos out. Which I feel was, like, kind of strange. At first, I looked at it like, wow, they're really going to make the Usos job. Right, but, and a lot of people then, did look at it like that. But then when you look at the whole um, tag team division on SmackDown, you would have said that to anyone. Yeah, the SmackDown tag division is pretty strong. Um, And I think them doing with the Usos just helps legitimize sanity. It doesn't really affect the Usos at all, because we've seen the Usos take a beating from every single tag team. They always end up bouncing back eventually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the gauntlet match. The gauntlet match, which happened right after the Bludgeon Brothers beat the Good Brothers again. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan came out and walked past the Bludgeon Brothers, and they kind of just all stared at each other, and it was like, all around me are familiar faces. And then... Yeah, it'd be interesting to find out if... Uh... Daniel Bryan might be one of those brothers. One of them Bludgeon brothers. Well, I mean, too. he was in the Wyatt family with them. Yeah, maybe. Eons ago. He's gonna... Do you think the the Bludgeon brothers remember Daniel Bryan? <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's why they looked at him like that. They're like, we know you from somewhere. Like, oh, you look really familiar. We're not related. <laughs> that beard looks pretty familiar. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, Daniel Bryan... Uh, Faced Big E. Yeah. The superstar that I was rooting for. Right. These guys went at it. Like, yeah. This, that would be a feud that I would look forward to seeing. Yeah, and who would expect would them to have a good match? Yeah, right? because they're different sizes, different styles. Um, but man, I will say now, Big E with that spear oh, through man. the ropes yeah, off yeah. The, out of the ring, man. That is one maneuver. That is vicious maneuver. Yeah. Um, Always. Yeah, I think... Uh, a lot of maneuver. Was, I think that was definitely the highlight of the... The highlight match within the gauntlet match, I guess. Right. And then um, Samoa Joe... I would disagree and say this one was the highlight match within the gauntlet match. Mm. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it made sense on how it, like, ended. Right. Like, uh, Samoa Joe being counted out. Because, um, Samoa Joe is also someone that has been very destructive, and it wouldn't have made sense for Daniel Bryan to cleanly win him, uh, get the win over him. Right. And then, after that, that's when the Bludgeon Brothers came out to attack Daniel Bryan, which, I mean, kind of left me confused as to what, if they were going to do that. Why didn't they just do it when they crossed mm, yeah. paths? But They probably went backstage and were like, that guy, wait, I, I recognize that guy. He was in the Wyatt family too. And then they're like, we hate the Wyatt family. Let's go take <laughs> him out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, I mean, after that, Miz just got the clean win, and then right. after that, we get the clean Miz, Rusev. They're both fresh. Let's get a match out of them, basically, and Rusev gets the win. Yeah. Which was On surprising. Rusev Day. On Rusev Day. On Rusev Day. Which was surprising. AJ Styles comes out to, I guess, congratulate him or something. Yeah. Sorry. And um, shakes his hand. Um, Aiden English tries to shake his hand as well, and he gets beat up for it. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of interesting. Who can blame him? Well, I mean... But it's interesting to see 
what that could possibly mean. Maybe a, uh, a heel turn oh, from maybe, AJ. Maybe. The guy gets mad at about anything now. Yeah, he's very emotional. True. Right. Very emotional. I like that Rusev won this because just a month ago, people were like, Vince McMahon hates Rusev and he hates the Rusev Day chance and he's looking to bury him. And I think yeah. this proves the Bruce complete Bruce. opposite. And this is his actual first one-on-one opportunity for a main title. Match. It is, yeah. which I've been advocating for for a while. I'd like to see Rusev world champion. I'd like to see him win it on Rusev Day. Yeah. Uh, what are the odds I'm that... I'm so happy thinking about that. What are the right odds now? that Extreme Rules falls on Rusev Day? Yeah. I mean, Interesting. I'm, I'm just saying. Extreme Rules is a long four weeks away. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks like the the SmackDown picture has it figured out already. We're just waiting on Raw yeah, to Yeah, we're just waiting for Raw to catch on. up. Yeah. That's Which funny. I, I honestly, so what do we do on SmackDown for the next three weeks? Just <laughs> hype all those matches up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. what else it's, are you going to do? It's funny to think that SmackDown has only two hours and they've got it all figured out already. Yeah. And Kurt Angle's over there struggling to keep the brand together. Well, it's because he's got corporate Kane uh, breathing down his neck. Um, corporate Kane. Well, that's Corbin. to help him get it figured out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know you were a management uh, a fan of management. A fan of. Because that's what they're calling them now. They're no longer the authority. Management? management. I mean, that's so stupid. <laughs> no, the authority is kind of no, The authority stupider. makes sense. The corporation makes sense. The corporation makes sense. Not the authority. The management. Management makes sense. No, it doesn't. It is what it is. It's management. No, general manager. Uh, Kurt Angle would be management because he's a general manager. Oh, uh, I guess. Stephanie's the commissioner. She'd be corporate or an authority figure. <laughs> I She's guess. the authority. But do you really look at, at Kurt Angle and be like, oh, he's part of the authority? Can't no, he's part of management. He's part of management. Name right. He's part of WWE. He's part of management. Stephanie's not. She's part of well, corporate. Uh, I mean, authority. any last things you want to say, man? We we went an hour and seven minutes on yeah. this podcast. Um, so. I mean, no. I mean, nothing else to say. Uh, Extreme Rules. It's <laughs> gonna be a long way. I'm glad this week rules. of wrestling is over. <laughs> I'll tell yeah. you that much. Um, so yeah, you already know the deal. Follow us on Twitter at New Age Rulo, at Joe Pipe Bomb, and leave a review on iTunes or whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast. Um, that's about it till next week. Peace out. Um, am I supposed to finish it off? Yeah, say something. <laughs> Bullet Club is fine.